the moment you need to pick a font, you know, you, you've gone too far. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't do it, man. Bail, bail. <laughs> I have no idea where we were, so let's just pick up with feedback from the previous episode. <laughs> Nothing. Next. <laughs> Actually, we did get some nice feedback. I think it's the best feedback I've received on an episode yet. So that's good. Um, I haven't looked at the stats in a very long time. I actually don't even know what our podcast is doing, like, to be honest. But this is fun. I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I've been thinking about uh, intentionality and thinking about attention and how I direct my attention Mm. and i have some things i want to discuss about interstitial journaling in rome and clubhouse and that's about it actually Mm. i'm feeling my brain is feeling less cluttered these days Ooh, that's good though that's very good yeah yeah i was gonna say we should mention about our clubhouse chat the other day i did enjoy that a lot yes it was fun but i'll leave that to you what (laughs) yeah so we've been doing a thing we did we are we have. We started another club club. <laughs> the Clubhouse Club. Oh, yeah. Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Club. <laughs> club. There's a lot of nesting of clubs there, but it's a club. It's another club. <laughs> yeah. We did a, I think, a first one way back, which was just undirected. And then the first one we did with a topic um, was on mental models and tools for thought, hmm. which I think went pretty well. It went really well. There was a lot of interesting conversation. Really interesting conversations about algorithms of thought and um, how those can manifest as templates inside of Rome, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So I've been doing some templating in Rome, creating some reusable templates, which is pretty nice. Trying to be more conscious of the... Um, the things that I do on a daily basis and how I can transform those processes into templates Mm -hmm. and trying to think about, trying to catch myself when I feel, uh, what's the word? Mm, Unfocused, Okay, I think is the word. And what does a template look like to get me focused? So those kinds of things, like just a few questions, answer the questions until I feel in a better mind space and then direct my attention somewhere that moves my goals and everything forward yeah um, my yearly theme my goals my values and make sure that what i'm doing aligns with that and kind of direct my focus in that direction and i think it's been a pretty cool experiment actually to be honest i'm having a lot of fun because it's it's like these little during the day i would take a you know five minutes in between tasks and just think about where am i at right now what did i just do what do I need to do next? And how does this align with where I want to be? And am I still focusing my attention on the correct things? Hmm. And it's a nice little sanity check um, combined with um, what I've been doing as well as uh, interstitial journaling, where basically between switching tasks, I write down what I just did and then write down what I'm doing next. So that when I, you know, if I take a break, I go for a walk, I come back that I know exactly the next thing to do. Yeah. There's no extra lag trying to sit now and think, okay, cool. What am I doing now? Where was I? And all those kinds of things. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been productive. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if I could ask, what format do you use in Rome for the interstitial journaling do you just do it in the daily notes or do you have like some sort of template thing you put together no so i use the daily notes okay i built a a smart block Ah. for toggle so basically what i can do is inside of rome 
type a description, which would be the description of my timer and toggle, uh, tag the project and tag the client, and then go, it's a ROM42 smart box, you trigger it with JJ and type JJ start timer, and it will take that and start that timer and toggle mm. with a little template that I've defined to say starting time, it tags everything correctly and then puts my cursor at the end so I can press enter to go to the new line. I'll build it out later that, so I've got some ideas on things to build out where if a timer with a specific description or project or client gets triggered, then it runs a template after that. Yeah. So I've predefined templates so I can set up contexts based on the timers that I start and then pre-populate templates. So if I, for instance, have meeting in the description of the timer, then it will automatically create a meeting template, run a meeting template after starting the timer and injecting the little template. Mm, that's cool, yeah. Um, so those kinds of things. I'm trying to think about those low-hanging fruit kind of automations that just, it takes just that little bit of friction away from from having to type things out the whole time in Rome. Mm, yeah, exactly. And tying them into things that I do already, starting timers for meetings. <laughs> And um, it's been fun, but it's also at a point where I need to I need to wrap up this smart block and get it out there uh, because I do have a lot of people asking me about <laughs> it, <laughs> and um, I'm just I keep tinkering and improving it, and I need to just get it to a point where I I, I tie a nice bow around it and I ship it. Yeah, exactly. Got to do it. I've been trying something similar, although it's not in Rome. It's still in uh, my good old work coda. I want to try and take more meeting notes, especially when important decisions are made, because it's easy for all of us to remember it. But as the months drag by, we start forgetting things. And I'm really not that good at meeting notes generally. Um, and if there's not someone who sends an email afterwards with the important things that were said, then uh, it's just all in our memories now, which is not great. So Coda has got a template for meeting notes, but it's awful. It's way too bloated and I don't need all that information. So I've sort of made my own sub page and then it's just called meeting template. And then I copy it and there's another one called this meeting. So when I'm in a meeting, I can just go to this meeting and start filling in whatever I need to do while I'm on the meeting. And then as part of the wrap up for that is I duplicate the template and call it this meeting again. So do you see how the cycle goes there? Right. Um, it, it's been okay, but it still feels really janky. I really just want a button I can click and then it does all of that for me. So then I thought, well, maybe instead of doing a full page, it should be a table because that's where all the button stuff is in Coda. Mm. I don't know. I, I haven't played with the... Maybe that'll be more performant than a bunch of pages. Probably. But so far, the, the page thing is working okay. Yeah, there's also form inputs now in Coda. I saw that. Yeah, that's why that's why I thought the table thing might be a better idea now. Because on the original input on their tables, it was never going to work for me. It's way too clunky. Yeah, no. But form inputs might be a way to go. Yeah, my, my meeting template in Rome is pretty simple. I actually redefined it a bit again this week where um, it's just called meeting. So you double semicolon triggers the templates in Rome. And the only things that I have under there is objective, questions, attendees, notes, and then optional outcome. Hmm. So objective is, so objective questions and attendees is kind of the things that I do pre-meeting. Um, 
I'll, I'll run through that. Like, what are my open questions that I'm going into here? What's the objective about of this meeting so I can keep focused on that? And I make notes through it. Um, so the only thing during the meeting that I'm focusing on is the underneath notes, is the notes section. I'm just writing in notes and just tagging and everything and, you know, making very, very verbose notes and just tagging all over the place because I can fix it later as long as everything is in there. Yeah, it's easy to take away, but you can't really put back. Right. And then the outcome is if there's a clear outcome or some kind of action points or anything at the end, then I'll put that at underneath outcome. But that that I do post-meeting again. Because mm. I, I used to have a template where... I had sections for each thing and then I had to jump around in in the meeting between and it's just too much friction it doesn't work yeah and the power of Rome is just being able to tag anything anyway mm. so I'm just leaning into tags and just tagging everything yeah that makes sense and it's been pretty I mean on the new template I've only run two meetings so far so we'll see so far it's good mm, nice let me well let me know yeah I'm still hesitant to move my work stuff to Rome but we'll see Maybe. Yeah, it's getting to the point where maybe it makes more sense for me to have two Rome databases, but I kind of don't want to mm. because I don't want to keep switching databases. Yeah, that's my main problem too, is I don't want to switch between databases. I like that Rome is just Rome and that's where Rome things go. And then I have Coda for work things. And that mental separation is also kind of valuable. Mm. But then, of course, I don't have all the, the Rome tagging and all those nifty features. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where we're going to slot this in, but going forward, we're going to try and stick to a once a week clubhouse, I think. Mm, yeah. It's been a lot of fun and we're meeting some really nice, smart people, people way smarter than us, which is always good. Oh yeah, definitely. I, uh, I've been continuously, pretty much every single time on, I've been on a clubhouse session, there's someone smarter than me and that's amazing because I, I just go into sponge mode and absorb all of the knowledge <laughs> i've never made so much notes in such a short amount of time since that first clubhouse we did for sure it was absolutely crazy so many things to ponder i was mentally tired afterwards i just wanted to lay down and think for a minute and then just not think at all for a bit it's like i cannot wait yeah it's too much for me i'm not used to this high intensity thinking meta thinking <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty but cool. in a good way in a good way it was really nice mm. no i really enjoyed it uh, i've got loads of invites i'm sure you probably do too yeah but since it's still ios only it's a little bit limiting but hopefully they fix that soon yeah i still have like i think four invites so hit us up if you if you're ios and want to join in or find your own clubhouse sections to go listen in on yeah hit me up with the dms <laughs> um do you have anything you want to discuss because um clack club has been doing pretty well yeah it has it has been doing surprisingly well um i may have been too cautiously optimistic at the start when i set my goal so uh, in the previous episode as part of the early themes i described that uh, one of my main goals as part of the year of content is to create uh, loads of videos and stuff for clack labs um, and i sort of thought maybe i'll be able to get it to 100 subscribers by the end of the year well we're at the end of february now and it's already gone over 300 subscribers <laughs> so been doing really well well done thank you for the for the kind words yeah the, the videos are really good man i have not a clue what you're talking about but i can't <laughs> stop watching 
It's amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's one side of it. It's just if I make it look really pretty, then I'm sure it will attract enough people. Yeah, and I mean, like it's like I mean, who doesn't want to listen to like someone talk about pandas and kiwis? It's amazing. Mm, yeah. yeah, I love pandas. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, you see, there's a long history of the pandas, but let's not go into it. No, but it, it is realistically going well. Like, I'm already starting to have some of the conversation, like the early get to know each other conversations with some of the, the vendors and the makers in this space. And I mean, that's ultimately the goal, right? Is I want right. to get the channel to a point where I don't need to spend ridiculous amounts of money to fuel, fuel the content engine. It'll just be people sending me stuff to review and then I can play with it and then send it back or whatever. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But I just need the thing to play with it in the first place. Yep. And like early stages of that is already starting. Um, so financially, that's probably going to be a good thing in the future because the past couple of months have been rough, man. I'm not going to lie. I can imagine. Like that's, um, you chose a hobby. It's pretty expensive. <laughs> like that's some, some wild startup costs yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's very, very crazy, but I, I think we're on the, the better side of it now. I mean, did you intentionally go sit down and think like, what is the most expensive YouTube channel I can start? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could find something more expensive <laughs> if I wanted to, like very antique pens but or okay. watches or something. <laughs> Okay, true, true, true. But yeah, I don't know. At least it's also something I use every single day. So even though it's ridiculously expensive and doesn't make any sense, it's still something like, like when I do my normal work, I get to use it anyway. Yeah, it's like a guitarist reviewing guitars. Exactly. <laughs> Looks over at my unplayed guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Looks over at my unplayed guitar as well. <laughs> oh man, life's hard. Anyway. Um, you know what, I was thinking about this earlier today, and it's probably a bias for this. There's definitely a bias for this. It feels like everyone else is more productive than me. <laughs> I think that's definitely not true, but... <laughs> I, I know it's not. I, I know I get a lot done, but it feels like... I guess it's because right now, and it's, I mean, for a while now, it's because I feel like I'm not getting to the things that I want to do because there's always something else that's more important that's not currently aligned with my immediate values because it's a means to an end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's to get the company to the next level so that I can focus on the things I want to focus on. Mm. Like there's, there's times where the grind just gets to you. And I think like, the moment that I can get out of that and I can align the work that I do more with my values, mm. um, that'll go away. I think that's, then I'll get more clarity. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I, at least that's what I'm feeling like right now. But now I'm catching myself thinking this again, because for some reason lately I'm doing this where I'm now in this mood and now I can, I, it's like I'm stepping outside of myself and now I'm looking at the situation. I'm saying like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected with my values right now. I feel like I'm not in alignment. What's a template that I can write to get myself in alignment? Mm, well, that's a cool new metacognition. Exactly. That, that's kind of the thought process going through my mind as I catch myself in these states and then I think, hang on, what are questions that I can ask myself now that I can answer to get me out of this into a positive mindset mm. so that I can understand this is temporary Yeah, and actually answering those questions will show me, you know what, the things that I'm doing is actually not that far off from my values. 
because of this, this, and this, because I, then I can justify it. I can say, okay, well, this thing I'm working on is actually aligned with my values in this way, in this way, in this way. Yeah. And I think about a way to, to justify that to myself. Now, I mean, you could say then, you know, maybe that's just, you know, looking for connection. So you're trying to find something, but maybe that's good because if it gets me in a positive mindset, it gets me in a positive mindset. Exactly. Yeah. That is what gets me to not burn out. Then that is the thing I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling, but I feel like I'm onto something. There's definitely something there. Yeah. The few templates that I've created have been useful. It's been guiding me in the direction that I want to go. So I guess that's valuable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but what do I know? <laughs> I'm just a guy <laughs> thinking about thinking. Yeah. Thoughts? What What are your? Oh, I don't know. My thinking about thinking has been very quiet lately. Um, I think it's probably due to extended lockdown still going on. Well, that, that might be good. Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's not bad, but it's also not great. I mean, there are things I can, I usually do to sort of reignite the fire and that's read more curated important things or listen to more podcasts around curated things I want to learn or um, what I usually end up doing is finding something new to be interested in and then letting that like absorb me but for once once back to the keyboards that's uh, I'm forcing myself now to stay interested in this longer than i usually would have i guess so in a way it's keeping me accountable to that and i'm sort of anchored to this hobby now at least for short to medium term um and that's been interesting but on the downside of that is i can't use it as a new inspiration engine i guess from the outside it is a hobby that touches on a lot of your hobbies it does yeah yeah it, it i mean it's it's video recording and editing uh, which is kind of i mean a lot of photography sort of stuff um it's audio i don't know if you actually like audio editing but it's audio <laughs> editing. <laughs> i don't love audio editing but <laughs> i like audio <laughs> yeah well you're good at it uh well okay you like audio and then i don't know if you want to talk about the the other stuff but it also touches on programming because of some of the stuff that you're doing yeah i've got a, a project there that i a sort of need that I saw and wanted to fulfill just for myself. Um, and I've been working on that and it's been, I don't know, it's weird. I've never worked on something that is as perfect in the moment for me as, as anything before it. So whenever I start working on it, it's pretty much guaranteed flow state within 15 minutes. Um, and it's happened, I've probably worked on it about five or six days, separate days now. And every single time I get started next thing i know four hours have gone by and i had no idea that it even happened um so that's really cool i'm learning a lot because i'm using technologies that i don't use as much as i should i guess um so it's like the perfect balance of difficult slash i want to figure it out slash i'm interested in the actual topic behind the coding it's kind of at the point now where it might be ready for like an mvp launch or at least the uh, the admin back end I built for it is I still need to build a sort of front end for the general public to see but yeah anyway it's, that's going well um so yeah that's, that's true it is adjacent to other interests but then of course got to be careful because you don't want to get too deep into the programming hobby when the whole purpose for the keyboard hobby was to do something that is not programming <laughs> right I hear you yep 
Totally. I had a similar issue when I started my blog way back where I basically wanted every article that I write to have a little embeddable something cool that I wrote, some some code. Mm, yeah. But then that the same thing happened with me where I would spend so much time on building the actual little tool or the <laughs> little, the code that gets embedded in the in the post that the writing was kind of an afterthought, which is not like it should be supportive. It shouldn't be the thing. Yeah, exactly. Right now, my ideal blogging platform does not exist. I guess Rome is almost there with smart blocks and stuff. Hmm. Um, and maybe with Rome Render that's coming out now. Not that I want to learn closure, but <laughs> I guess I'll, I will if I have to. But being able to write and then create a code block, write some code right there and then have it execute in place mm. and then carry on with the article. Having these little interactive rich sections scattered through the actual blog and not, not for it to be the main feature, but to drive a point home. Yeah, yeah. You know, that it would be, I would write about something and then I would code a little widget or a little embedded thing that drives home the point. Yeah, like your uh, existential crisis simulator. Right, exactly. That, that that's that's what that's what I want. I wanna I want to write Markdown and code interchangeably. And I know it's it's easier these days with things like um, uh, MDX and and all those things. So I, I need to dig into those things again because it's been a while. I think when I built my blog way back, those things were very 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 early days. Hmm. Um, so I need to I need to rethink that. But I also don't want to build an entire blogging platform from scratch. Yeah. The problem is I need that, but what I need more is low friction. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know myself. There's high friction to getting something out, then I'm I'm not gonna hit publish. I overcomplicate things. I need to stop. I need to make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> well I guess there's a there's a metacognition template there. Mm. What can you do to make it simple yet workable? I've got the same problem now with, I probably need to start thinking about actually putting something on the Clack Labs websites because it's still just redirects to my YouTube. And I need to like probably do a thing for the newsletter and do a thing for if this new other thing I'm working on goes live, that's going to have to have like its own pages and stuff. Then it's like, oh, do I want to have a CMS? No, I don't want to blog. Oh, what am I going to put on it? I don't know. Uh so I'm just going to ignore that whole topic for now and not think about it. That's another very simple solution. It seems to work okay. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a simple solution. Yeah. <laughs> I might just do what I did on my, my blog, where it's just a list of links and then they take you where you need to go. I quite like that landing page idea, actually. It's so simple. It is. Like, what do you want? This is the option. <laughs> mm, I did the same on mine. It, it makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, here here's me. Like you want a podcast, go there. Yeah. Where I work, go there. You want my LinkedIn, go there. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice. I like it. Uh, I guess we should start wrapping up with uh, our club clubs. How's Health Club going? I went for a few walks uh -huh. and I went for run one very very low intensity run. Okay. And that's it. Okay. I okay. am. Uh, my weight is kind of steady, but I did pick up quite a bit from December. So I, I need to start uh, probably from this week. Um, no, I am <laughs> accountability. <laughs> this week, yeah. I am going to start exercising again. I, uh, I've been taking it pretty slow just because I've been feeling sluggish and tired. And, and work was also a bit hectic the first two months of this year. Mm. But that's no excuse. 
from this week, I am going to start exercising again. Um, but I'm going to take it slow, though. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, that's good. I've been basically doing the same. Um, started going for runs on Saturday for the first time in months because our winter is now officially sort of over here. Started cycling again. Horribly unfit compared to where I was last time uh, before the winter set in. But it's fine. Starting somewhere, taking it slow, doing what I can. Um, not really forcing myself too much. I did get a... I don't know if I said last time, I can't remember, but I did get a FitBod subscription <laughs> when they announced that the lockdown would carry on for even longer. I was like, okay, well, I hate home workouts. Like there's very few things that I hate more than that, especially with like no equipment and no room for it. But if anything is going to make me do it, it's going to be the stupid app that everyone recommends. So I got a subscription for it. And I've actually done like a handful of exercises now. And it's not awful. At least that's something. I've had my eye on, on Fitbit for a while now, and I've cancelled my gym subscription somewhere last year. So maybe maybe the, the gym subscription fees should now go to Fitbit. Maybe I should give it a go. Yeah. I have downloaded it, and I have checked it out, and it looks decent. Um, so maybe... Because the thing that I don't like about working out is planning the workouts. Hmm. So if that gets removed yeah, yeah. and Fitbot can just do that for me, then... Yeah, it does all of that. Like, you don't even have to think about it. It's just like, this is your workout. Do you not want to do this? Okay, just change it for any one of these options. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm, I might give it a go. Cause, and the other thing I like about it is um, that you can specify the equipment that you have. Mm, yeah. And I've got a few things that I've lying around. And the nice thing is it's then easier to see value for money, best next thing to buy yeah, yeah, to yeah. get a better workout. So I'm, I'll see quickly, okay, maybe I need to get one more set of dumbbells, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Like um, buy those uh, those low-hanging fruit. No, I've, I've said low-hanging fruit twice on this. Episode. <laughs> no, like that's no, they're freaking corporate. They're getting to me. Stop it. <laughs> it's going to be the episode name now. I hate the term low-hanging fruit. And I've said it twice tonight. <laughs> Stop it, Daniel. Stop it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so cool. All right. We're going to keep each other accountable on the uh, fitness club then. Yes, yes, we can do that as we do. We've got observation club, but I think I've, I've done like all of my six, all, all, everything I've spoken about was pretty much observation club. Like, <laughs> observation club is actually a metacognition club. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is very true. That phrase George said in our last clubhouse chat has really stuck with me. Um, I, th I think it was something like, so whenever you find yourself in a situation and you're reacting a certain way, thank it for protecting you and ask it what it's protecting you from. I don't know. There's something, something really profound there. Because mm. a lot of times we naturally respond in certain ways in environments and situations without really thinking about it. And sometimes your natural response can be, or at least for me, I'd sometimes justify it as it's out of character or it doesn't really fit with the personality, at least I think I have or I want myself to have. Um, and then sort of thinking about it and why is this happening and how can I prevent it, that kind of thing. I think this really helps with that because I've never really thought about that side of it. I've always thought of this is a bad behavior that needs to stop and I need to like modify my own behavior. Instead of going, first going, okay, it's it's fine that this happened. What What is my brain protecting me from, Like, if that makes sense? 
and then from there going okay how can i modify it yeah i also resonate with me quite a while i i've never thought about if you think about it like first first reaction first instincts obviously that that's you that's your being or <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess i don't know i don't know if i want to say brain or body or it's like you protecting yourself <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it, it's a first gut instinct, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's it's instinct that kicks in, right? So it happens for a reason, mm. and and f- that phrasing, asking what it's protecting you from, is very powerful. Mm. It's actually, yeah, that that was a that was a very cool insight from George. We'll uh, link George's Twitter and stuff in the show notes, definitely for sure. We definitely will. Yeah, very smart guy. Got lots to learn from him. Yep, and uh, is that a wrap? <laughs>